Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. You're listening to Zdenex English Podcast, a podcast for English learners at B1, B2 and C1 levels. Hello everybody, welcome back to Zdenex English Podcast. How are you all doing? It's good to be back, it's good to be talking to you again in this kind of way. And uh, as always, this is the next English podcast live show, which is recorded every or broadcast rather every Sunday at 9 p.m. Central European time. And then this gets published as a, as a regular episode a few days later. So I hope you are all doing great. And as always, uh, we are going to have a guest today. It should be Fabio. And we have just done the sound check, so everything should be working. I can't see Fabio here yet. So I'm going to be talking to you while we are waiting for him. Uh, so um, I'm about to publish episode 400 of Zdenix English podcast. Can you guys believe it? 400. It's, uh, it's been a long journey. So um, what I will tell you is that you can all look forward to that episode because it's going to be a real treat. So I can see Fabio is here already. Fabio, if you can hear me, can you please call me in? I think you have already tried to do that, but I missed the opportunity to click invite. Yeah, because I think it gives me a few seconds to do it. Okay, here you are. Let me... That was a echo but let me quickly tell you who Fabio is so Fabio is a fellow English teacher and a podcaster from Italy he also happens to be a member of our learn English online discord community Fabio welcome to Zenex English podcast hello Zenek. hello hi everybody it's a pleasure to be here it's good to have you here so Fabio tell us uh, something about yourself where are you from mate all right I'm from Italy um, I live in a city, well, in a city, it's, it's a town, a small town between Milan and Como. It's called mm -hmm. Cogliate. And um, I, I was born in Italy. I then lived in Australia, London, New Zealand. I became a teacher there in New Zealand. And, um, and now I'm back. I actually came back to Italy in 2017. And... Um, I'm, I'm teaching at the British Council, Milan. Yep. I love running, photography. I love watching documentaries. I all, all those things that are uh, non-fictional. So mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. into, you know, fictional stories or fantasy movies. I like real stuff. That's uh, Yeah. Well, yeah. since this is a real podcast, Fabio, that's what <laughs> we are going to be talking about. Although, although... Yeah. I do have a soft spot for fantasy and science fiction, but that's not why I invited you, of course. I invited you because you are a really interesting person and I want to learn more about what you do, how you teach English and about your passions. So, as you said, you, are, you have been to a lot of different countries and you have taught English uh, mm -hmm. in different countries. So, I think we can consider you to be a well-traveled person a globe trotter 
So um, yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned. So you mentioned um, London, New Zealand. What was the third one? Sorry. Uh, Australia, 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 Australia. So, which one did you enjoy living and working in the most? Okay, I would say Australia. But when I was in Australia, I wasn't a teacher. I became a teacher in New Zealand. But Australia was, um, I think, I had the the greatest year of my life, the best year of my life in Australia in 2013. Mm. I was there. I was a backpacker, so I was traveling. Yep. I had no permanent accommodation. I was traveling around all around the country with my girlfriend, um, mm -hmm. who's still, you know, she's still my partner here in Italy. Okay. And um, we, we bought a van and um, we traveled basically all over the place, all over the, uh, the country. We started from Melbourne, then we went to the East Coast. We saw many things we didn't. A lot of different jobs, and um, I I felt home in Australia. I felt mm -hmm. at home really. Um, you know, it was easy to find a job. It was easy to uh, to get around. I loved the landscape in mm -hmm. Australia. I loved the the desert. You know, you could drive for miles, and um, you know there was nobody. And then suddenly, you, what do you call it? Do you, do you call it outback or something? In the outback, yes, in the outback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you suddenly find, you know, maybe a, a small town with 100 people, and you're like, "What? How can they survive here? How can they, <laughs> you know, the doctor? If they have to call a doctor, if they need a doctor, they call it, and, and it comes by plane. That was <laughs> amazing. <laughs> the Royal Flying Doctor. That's a service. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say Australia. I also told the story on on on, on my podcast about Australia. So, so it's um was great really. But I mm. I had to leave. I had to leave the country because you know they have a lot of um restrictions in term in terms of visa conditions. I see. Uh, so I, I had to leave. I couldn't. So stay. if you hadn't if you hadn't had to leave, would you have stayed? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes, uh, but the problem is that my girlfriend didn't want to, because um, ah. she's quite, you know, attached to her family. I see. I, 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 I love my family, but I'm not as attached as she is to to family. Oh. So uh, for yeah. her, this yeah. was a big, you know, no, no, because Australia, yeah. you know, it's on the other side of the world. I mean, we're in it, we're in Europe here. Yeah. And uh, do, you, do you know what always? You, mm. Do you know? What, do you know what always blows me away? It's mm. when, when, like, when you're looking at the globe. Yeah, Australia mm -hmm. is re relatively small, but then when the cartographers or I don't know who does that, they sort of measure mm. the the square meters of the land of Australia, and then it turns out that it's actually so much bigger. You know? Yeah. <laughs> then it looks. On the globe, right? Yeah, it's bigger than Europe, actually, than the whole Europe. Yeah, <laughs> I believe. Yeah, Which you so say, it's a really. huge country. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. You would. You wouldn't say that it's that big. It's, it's just a big island, and you know, most of the most of the people that the the, the Australian population is 
uh, 90% on the coast. They live on the coasts. Yeah. And only yeah. 2% of the people live in the, in the, uh, in the outback, in, inland. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. another crazy it, fact. It can also be quite dangerous, that place, right? Because there are a lot of different vile, wild animals. And yeah. obviously, yeah. The, 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 we always hear the stories of natural disasters, mm. like wildfires and uh, heat waves and, and yeah. what, whatnot, right? Yeah, and the uh, it's it's um, famous for you know its animals because every animal is there to kill you, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the uh, the crocodiles, they've got the sharks, the the snakes, the spiders, the, even the uh, kangaroos. The, yeah, even, kangaroos even those. Yeah, <laughs> they can kill you. You know, and but to be honest, that's I think it's a stereotype because it's like. I mean, in two years, I only saw one snake, and I saw right. it. I saw it the day before I was leaving Australia, so it was just, and it was a brown snake, one of the most, um, one of the deadliest snakes in the world. Oh, one day before so, you left, don't, don't you think? Yeah, it was the, trying, trying to tell you something. something like, I think it, yes, it was trying to warn you to tell you, hey, you should, hey, mate, you should stay here. Don't go anywhere. I think I think it was a sign. I don't know what kind of sign was it. It was, but you know, probably it was like you know, there are snakes here. You know, you haven't yeah. you haven't yeah. seen us, but we're here for you. I don't know. I don't know. But it's as I said, it might be a stereotype because it's like, um, you know, when when people say, "Oh, you lived," you when I say to people that I lived in Australia, they say, "Oh, you lived in Australia and you're still alive." So what about this? I I would never you know I would never go to Australia because I'm afraid of spiders. But it's like, yeah, you know, yeah. you would never visit Italy because you're afraid of of mafia. So you would never yeah. say that, yeah. right? <laughs> no, that that's the problem, yes, because it's the media, yeah. So we always see the worst things, mm. the worst. When you hear about Italy or any other country, it's usually to do with something terrible that that happened there or something mm. like that and that it, it gives you the wrong image of the whole mm. place of, of the people it's just so unfair sometimes how this works yeah so yeah yeah i'm, I'm sure there is more to australia australia than just snakes and spiders and kangaroos <laughs> absolutely there's a lot of you know beer party <laughs> yeah um yeah. And what else? I, I worked on farms, so uh, mm -hmm. a lot of veggies, I would yep. say. Yep. Yep. Agriculture yep. is a big, big thing there. Uh, yeah, I miss it. I miss it. I, I actually miss it so much that I painted the walls of my bedroom yellow and <laughs> green, the, the, uh, the colors of the Australian uniform. Can you wow. believe that? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, what, I mean, do you still kind of hope that one day you might go back or is it more like to visit as a tourist? Uh, look, I've, I've, um, I bought an apartment last year, so I, I now have a, a mortgage for the mm -hmm. next 29 years. Oh no. So I, I, I don't think I'll, I'll go there and, and live there unless, you know, something really, you know, unless I break yeah. up with my yeah. girlfriend but i i don't think we will because we we get along 
quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm. yeah. as a tourist, yeah. yes, because I haven't seen the the West Coast, and the West Coast is actually even um, even more wild. It, what's the yeah. comparative yeah. here? Wilder than uh, than um, than the East Coast. It's not well, the East Coast. That, that's as... where you find the most uh, famous cities, right? Like yeah, Can- Canberra, Canberra and, and what else is there? Uh, Sydney, Sydney, Brisbane, Cairns, Byron yeah. Bay, which is the and... surfer paradise. Yeah. And in the West Coast, you have—is it Perth? Is it called Perth? Perth, yes. Yeah, most yeah, yeah. isolated, yeah. most isolated city in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Darwin, but Darwin is up north. Yeah, I, I sound like I sound like you know I'm 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 from Australia because we've been talking about Australia <laughs> for and I I I know more about Australia than Italy, so that's uh, that's a shame actually. Well, it mm. could be a, it could be a good thing as well. You know, it could turn it to your advantage for sure. So mm. you said you said you also. So that you started working in New Zealand as a teacher, right? You didn't in Australia. You just travelled and worked on farms. Yeah, correct. Okay. In, so uh, what? what in... so... No, tell me, tell sorry. me. Sorry. sorry. No, I just wanted. I, I'm just wonder. I just wonder what sort of led you to make that decision to become an English teacher in Australia, and how hard was it for someone whose first language isn't English? To become an English teacher in uh, New Zealand as well. Hmm. Yeah, good question. I actually um, set, I had set this goal when I uh, moved to London because I moved to London in 2011, and I went there because I wanted to, you know, have an experience abroad. I wanted to improve my English because my English at the time was probably. A two B one. Okay. So I was an intermediate student of English. Uh, in London, I improved quite a lot because I used to work with uh, a lot of you know people from all over the world, mm-hmm. and um, and then I started a course, an English course. I was studying and working at the same time, and I just you know. I, I think I, I fell in love with the language, and I was always listening. I was always trying to uh, improve my English by listening to what other people were saying. Yeah. So yeah. if I, for example, if in class we started, let's say, I don't know, the present perfect or vocabulary for food, I don't know, yeah. and then I would go out and and uh, sort of listen to how people express express themselves mm-hmm. and and I would ask questions uh, all the time questions all the time um, like why why did you say that don't and I was kind a kind of a, a grammar nerd I think my my <laughs> colleagues my colleagues hated me because of this uh, <laughs> because I was paying more attention to how they say things than yeah, what yeah. they said and that's actually not a very good strategy uh, but then I um, I remember that I heard of the CELTA course, mm-hmm. which is the the certificate, you know, to become an English teacher. So I heard of this certificate, 
And I went to International House London because they were there for a sort of presentation of what this course was all about. I went there and um, I discovered that I, you know, anyone could become an English teacher with, with this if they get this certificate. But to get this certificate, you need to, to have a, a C1 level, a min, yep. um, an advanced level of English. And my English wasn't advanced. So I thought, oh, wow, so if I improve my English, I can take this course and then make this a job. You know, it can become yeah. my job. Yeah. And that's, that's when, I, when I realized that, okay, that this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. This is what I want to I, and So I, ke- I kept on studying there in London. Then in Australia, I studied a lot by myself. I had grammar books, vocabulary books. I listened to a lot of um uh podcast my favorite was the ricky gervais i don't know oh. if you've ever heard of it yeah <laughs> i love it i love it yeah with the it's monkey news yeah carl pilkington yeah there's also yes. um because okay it was originally done as a podcast but then they made it into a tv show as well yeah it, yeah created like an animated tv show out of it and i think it's one of the best things it's like a a hidden gem not many people know about it but it's like a hidden gem of uh, british comedy in my opinion it's it's amazing man yes I'm a, yes I'm a big fan of this myself yeah did you also watch the um the tv series i need you to abroad with carl pilkington i have seen some bits of it yeah but mm. um for me it's the dynamic between ricky ricky gervais and <laughs> Carl Pilkington and Stephen Merchant. That's that's what makes it for me. You know, the idiot and broad. It's more like I don't know. It's not it's not the same thing for me. But yeah, yeah. I love the character of Carl Pilkington. Absolutely, <laughs> he's and a hero. In the ani- in, yes, in the animated series, it's also it was also I had the um, the the series on my uh, on my laptop, and it was very easy to to understand it because you know they it was very well done and you could understand just by watching the uh, the cartoons because yeah. they would say things and they w- would relate those things to the to the animation yeah. so it was um very easy to understand and that's it and then uh, when i left australia i went to new zealand and in new zealand after three months i had been there i started the celta course yeah. and uh, and yeah. i got it in the end Nice. So I started teaching there. But well, your question was, was it this one? Did I answer your question? I yeah, 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 yeah. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So I was just wondering how you, how you got into teaching because everybody has a different story. And so mine, mm. was, mine was a little bit different to yours. And, and it, it, this, this is a fascinating one for me because uh, well, it, it only goes to show that if you really put your mind to something, you can achieve great things in life ladies and gentlemen yeah it's just just because oh, you're yeah. passionate, just because you're passionate about something you see i i know of so many people who who live abroad who go to live to england for instance and then they don't have this kind of attitude as you mentioned yourself I, now i don't mean the being being a nerd attitude but the one of you being inquisitive and curious and asking a lot of questions and genuinely being interested in the culture and in the language. Yes, yeah, so you've got a lot of people who go there and they just 
think that by magic uh, they will absorb the language. Well, exposure is obviously, uh, you know, it can do a lot to you, absolutely. But, but unless, unless you, there's a bit of an echo, unless you are proactive, you know, you're going to miss out a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when I uh, moved to London, there was, uh, my, my friends were saying, oh, you know, in, in six months, you will be like, you know, you'll, you'll be speaking like a native speaker. Or I have a friend who's been there for three months, and after three months, he, he could understand yeah. movies. But it doesn't really work like that. It doesn't work like that. Because when I was in Australia, I met an Italian guy who is still there, I think. So he, he'd been there for 10 years. And yep. he, could, he couldn't speak English. Why? Because he, he hung out with Italians. So yeah. <laughs> I know such people there. Yeah. I know such people myself. They are not Italians. They are all different nationalities. That's it. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Hmm. It's, that's it. Yeah. Because you just need to hang out with people that are not your nationality. That's the key. It's not exactly. necessarily it's not necessarily even just about hanging out with native speakers which is what everybody thinks. It might be sometimes difficult by the way just to sort of well um, get to know them, you know. But you don't have to. All you need to do is to just get out of your comfort zone and don't leave let's say when you uh, when you you know share uh, an when you share accommodation in London mm. or wherever you live just don't share it with people who have the same nationality as you. You know, that's, yeah. that's all you need to do. Yeah. And all, all my colleagues oh. actually were, were not from England, in London. I could not find... I wanted to talk to native speakers, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I thought that that was, you know, that was the best thing to do to improve my English. But actually, my English improved a lot by speaking to Hungarians, Spanish people... Uh, yep. A lot of Polish people, um, you know, with people from all over the world, and there you the, go. the the English, uh, the the native speakers that I could talk to were only the customers where I was working because I was working for Pret a Manger, which is yep. Uh, yep. like yep. like yep. like Starbucks, let's say. Yeah, I know that very well because when I worked okay. uh, in Oxford Street as a, as an English teacher <laughs> for Speak, Speak Up London Language School. There was a pretty manjay uh, just across the street. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my conversations with the with the uh, native speakers were like, "Hello, uh, how are you today?" And then, uh, "Okay, you, you want they they um, made their order." So, for example, uh, coffee and this and that. And say, "Okay, three fifty, bye bye." That's it. That was my <laughs> conversation with native speakers. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I mean, then you, you know, party. You know, I, I used to go to to parties. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, 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 no worries. Parties as well. So you went to a lot of parties. Yeah. What what kind of parties? Yeah, parties, socializing. Yeah. Socializing. Well, Pret a Manger yeah. uh, had its own parties, so um, I would go to those, and then I would hang out with my with my colleagues all the time, all the time. And that, you know, that made a big difference, mm -hmm. a big difference. Imagine if I stayed only with, yeah. if I'd stayed yeah. only with, with native, with, um, with Italians. Because yeah. 
London is, you know, there are a lot of Italians there. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So you have to it, kind of push yourself. I know it's easier to hang out with people. It is from, easier. And yeah. in a way, it's it's kind of natural as well, because I remember myself when I went to England at the age of 20. And I also ended up living with Czech people at first. That's just mm. a natural thing to do because you feel, because it's 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 difficult at first, right? Because it's a it's a new environment, and I'm not, I don't want to say it feels hostile, but it feels there's too much unknown, and it, mm. it can feel a little bit intimidating. So this is when when you have a community of people from your country, it can feel like an island of of hope of of some sort of se secure place or something i don't know how if i'm describing mm -hmm. it well but you know what i mean it's just it's just you kind of come home and you are among your own kind you know mm. but that's actually detrimental in the long run you know mm. yeah the earlier you realize that you, you have to uh do this that you, are, you actually the, the, that's that the sooner you learn english and the sooner you grow so yeah yeah you, go. You, you also have to remember i mean I had to remind myself why I was there. So I was there because I wanted to improve my English. And I knew that by hanging out with Italians only, yeah. that, you know, it wouldn't mm -hmm. be helpful. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because a lot of people go there to, like, say, make money or travel or something like that. But... Yeah, if you are really into the language, if if you just sort of love it, even before you get there, then you know, you set if you set your mind in 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 the right way, then yeah, you can definitely make this work for yourself. Yeah. So, Fabio, you have got a project called Stolaroid, and it's it's also there's also a website stolaroid.com. So, uh, why don't you tell us a bit? about it then what's what's the idea behind it sure so uh stolaroid is a word that uh that means it's a, it's a fusion between two words stories and polaroid and basically it's uh my own little project that i that i've recently started and um it's based on teaching English, teaching and learning English through photos and stories. As I said uh, in mm -hmm. my introduction, I, I love photography. Um, I love taking pictures. I'm not a professional photographer, but every time I travel, I, um, I take a lot of pictures, not of landscapes, but I take pictures of uh, people. I like, I like people as, 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 this, as my subject. Mm -hmm. of, of my photos and I believe that photos in general um, tell they can tell stories so if you um, if I showed you my laptop you can see that you could see that I've got a lot of pictures and I've been taking pictures since I was a teenager yeah. I would always be the guy with the uh, with the camera with my mm -hmm. among my friends and now when I see those pictures, I, I remember moments. I remember uh, people. I remember 
good things, bad things. You know, I remember a lot of things because it's it's a sort of it's a sort of diary that I have of my yeah. life, and it's in in pictures. Mm-hmm. And I could tell a story pretty much about any of those pictures. Um, so I think that learning a language, learning English, could be uh, through photos could be a great way to personalize what you what you want to express to personalize so, the language. Sorry, you cut out there. Yeah, you cut out there for a second to per, to personalize. To personalize, mm-hmm. yeah, the uh, the uh, the language that you want to use, the language that you need also. Yeah. So you tell stories about people. Uh, sorry, you tell stories about the person who you are most interested in, who is yourself, because we are all mm-hmm. interested in our lives, right? So I'm, I'm yeah. sure that you're interested in your life, Zenek. Well, I think you? it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds terrible to, to say it like that, but uh, I think it's, <laughs> it's but it's, <laughs> of course, of course, of course it is true, yeah? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> telling a story, telling your own story based on, on one of your own pictures, I think it's a great way to forget that you're learning English, to forget that you're practicing English and just um, um, express yourself, express yeah. yourself through the pictures that you take or that you have taken. And also, I'm into storytelling. I'm into... St- okay, I think um, you're trying to tell us a story, but we can't hear anything right now. Mm. Uh, I think that stories... Fabio, hello? Really? No, I couldn't What's hear wrong? for about five. Yes, let me see. I couldn't My hear connection, for about maybe? five seconds. So the last thing I heard you say was that you are into storytelling. Yeah. So let me see if it's my connection. Maybe can you yeah, hear yeah, me now? Yeah, it's fine now. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm into storytelling because I think that stories um, can can be powerful. They can. Um, create connections mm-hmm. with the people that are listening to your story. They, they make connection. You can also make connection, a, con- a powerful connection with yourself when you tell a story. In my podcast, um, I, tell, I tell my own true stories. And every time I tell one of those stories, I, um, I start remembering details about um, past events, past moments that I lived, yeah. and um, things become clearer in my mind. And I also, I also, um, it, it also becomes clear who I am today. So it's a kind of also therapeutic thing that I that I do. Storytelling yeah. is um, can 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 really be a powerful tool to to make connections with the world. And with yourself, and this is what language does anyway. So you you need the language to to connect, right? To communicate yeah. with someone who doesn't speak your own language. In in the case of Eng- in the case of English, that's right. That's so, why I love yeah. podcasting, you know, because it, it it does exactly what you said, and as you said, it's th- therapeutic as well. So I I really get to know myself better, you know, through the podcast yeah. too. Yeah, I learn a lot about myself as well. You're you're totally right. 
So the podcast, <laughs> you, you're talking about your podcast now. So this is something we can find on your website, stoleroid.com. What's the podcast called? It's called, <clears throat> it's called Stolaroid Stories. Right. So it's like an alliteration. And... So, so people can also find it somewhere on iTunes and... Uh, yeah, the... iTunes, Google Podcast, uh, Spotify. Mm -hmm. What else is there? Um, uh, Anchor, I think. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, yeah, I tell, I tell my own true stories based on, on pictures. On my pictures. Yeah. So and, when, when uh, you go yeah. to your website, they can find the episode with a photo there. So, for example, yeah. for example, the 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 latest episode of your podcast, which I have uh, recently listened to, is about uh, you uh, encountering a bully. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And that, that's a very that's a very powerful story, in my opinion. Very personal. Very powerful. And. I think this is a brilliant way to learn English through stories because um, it, it, you, make, you make that connection with what happened and it's easier for you to remember the words from the story. And also, I think you, you tell the story in an engaging way. You really prepare it well. Uh, and um, I think you know what you're doing. Yeah, I, I highly recommend listening to uh, Fabio's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's really good. Thank you. I, yes, you're right. I, when I tell a story, I, I prepare it in advance. And um, I'm actually doing some, a, a lot of work actually on, uh, on storytelling. Because storytelling is an art. It's not mm -hmm. just, you know, telling, uh, telling a story. Anyone can tell a story. But I think that not everybody can tell a good story. Because if I told the stories that I told on my podcast, sorry, let me, let me say it again. If six months ago, if you had asked me, Fabio, can you tell a story about um, when you met a bully? Mm -hmm. I would have told a completely different story than the one that is now on my podcast because I had no, I mean, my storytelling skills were not that great they're not great mm -hmm. now but they're better than six months ago because there are things you know that you need to kind of uh think about when you're telling a story but of course this is not this doesn't have anything to do with learning english i mean this is a plus you know first you need to yeah. know what you want to say and then exactly. the storytelling comes after that yeah but, i think it's um, one of the hardest skills yeah. to acquire in my opinion it's so similar to how to how you tell jokes in english yeah i think i think this is something that maybe high level learners might try to get into but mm -hmm. um, when you are let's say b1 or b2 it's enough if you really just use the language to communicate uh, but mm -hmm. uh, i suppose when you're at, at at an advanced level that's that's how you can elevate your own english and how that's yeah. how you can also in, engage with people and get get to know people, and uh, obviously through stories and jokes, you know it's 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 always effective way to to make friends, right? So yeah, yeah. I actually created um, <clears throat> a private Facebook group. It's it's a free, free Facebook group that I have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I made it very clear that the people that want to join this group should be 
interested in in these two things stories and and photography mm-hmm. um and now th- there are 14 members it's a very small community very yep. small and yep. i actually i'm not interested in in making it big you know i'm not here to you know i don't want a, a big group of thousands and thousands of people who then maybe never never yeah never engage they, they maybe don't yeah. yeah they don't engage or maybe they don't care but these 14 people are there and uh the other day one of them told a story that was well i think it was a story about abuse okay about how um her um her dad used to beat her mother so it was a very quite heavy story and she said this is the first time that i've shared this story in public she posted the pictures of her parents and the, it was a good story in the end because she uh forgave her dad and now the family is is all right yeah more or less yeah. but that to me i was very uh, i was very proud of that because she she could share the story and she said I now feel better because I got it out of my chest. I know, you know what you mean. Uh, yeah. I know what you mean. You feel proud because this is a community. You created a place where people feel safe and people feel like they can, you know, sort of talk about these things and so so basically this is this is the Facebook group. So not not everyone can join. So people who want to join that group should should be people who uh, are into photography and storytelling full stop yeah f- uh, per- personal yeah personal storytelling not just cuz storytelling might be you know a, a general term for you know the storytelling for marketing storytelling yeah. for kids this is this is a storytelling personal storytelling so you tell your own personal story that might be a funny one it might be a sad one it might mm-hmm. be th- the time when you realize that you were you know you 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 maybe made a mistake the 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 hugest no sorry the biggest mistake of your yeah. life something like that it could be anything because that's what life is all about right there are funny moments fun moments there are um sad moments there are happy moments that's and right you you can express you can tell your own stories in english and maybe based on a picture if you don't have the picture i i normally say don't worry if you don't have the picture i don't have you know i have a lot of stories but don't, i don't have a picture for every moment of my life but you can go out and take a picture that can be suitable for that story yeah i don't know if yeah. uh, no it makes sense and we'll... Is it allowed if you, if I Google something? It has to be me, right, taking the picture, and I have to be in the picture. Or can I Google something that would kind of represent what I want to talk about? Let's say. Uh, yeah, you can. I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not here to, <laughs> you know, I'm not the 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 police photographer. Uh, but I would say, take maybe your own picture. Because that okay. it's also a, a way to express yourself. Because photography, also photography, is an art, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a visual art. So yeah, it's absolutely. a way to to express yourself through a picture that you take. It might be, you know, if if it was a a moment of your life when you felt confused, 
you can take a picture of your table where there are a lot of, you know, the mess that you make on your table, on your desk when you're at work, for example. And that's yep. a, lot, a lot of, it can, it can represent confusion. Mm-hmm. That's the, uh, the, the concept. No, I love, I love this idea. I love the concept. And I think it's, it's a really <clears throat> excellent, it's a, it's a really excellent way to, to learn English. And there is a lot of potential in it. And that's also why we have one event in the Learn English Online Discord server that I keep banging on about here on this podcast. It's a place which you can join through Teachers Danek website, ladies and gentlemen. Just click the Discord icon there, the globe icon. And one of the events we have there, we, it's a regular event, is hosted by uh, our dear moderator and uh, fellow English teacher, Irena. Uh, it's called Art Talk with Irena. And it's... Uh, it's held, it's held every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central European time. I said Tuesday, Thursday, excuse me, Thursday. And the, the reason I'm mentioning it is because in a way, I would say I can see some kind of similarity to what you do. But in Irena's case, she's a painter. And what she does in this event is that she always explores works of a painter. Usually it's someone that is not that well known. So she brings certain pictures, um, you know, and paintings from those, from from that artist to the event, mm-hmm. and then creates and uh, creates like a, let's say a lesson around it. And with with the participants of the event, of the event, they sort of analyze the pictures. They talk about them. They try to understand what the painter meant by. What, what they what they did and uh, they also talk about the techniques and all that so I, I can see some kind of similarity here because you're also telling stories and it's also based on visuals so I can see there's a bit of overlap there as well to what hmm. you do or with what Absolutely. you do yeah yeah I don't know if she uh, invites also students to to tell stories or to tell stories no, no, about no, no. the 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 picture, or, or I think it's more based on the artwork, like on the art, you know. But you can you can obviously uh, reach out to her; she's very friendly, and maybe yeah. I think we you... messaged. I think we messaged uh, on Discord group mm-hmm. sometime. Yeah. What I'm saying is uh, maybe you could find a way to collaborate in some way because I mean you might benefit from each other from each other's work because I think in a way there is a bit of overlap there. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's just easier to learn English through through some vivid vivid images and it's just and yeah. stories. It just helps you because there is context to what you know to what you're doing. It's also what you know c- combining your passion with learning which is yeah. what you do yeah. as well uh then with with football right that's right i've always done so, that yeah. Yeah, yeah learning learning through like football it's it's your passion but then you combine cause i think it's the best way to learn something to learn Absolutely. a language actually so you Absolutely. you you com- you combine the, the things that you love with maybe uh language learning which is sometimes yeah. can be quite, you know, difficult. And you know what I would say to you, Fabio? It's not just about the learner, you know? 
Mm. I'm gonna. It might sound a little bit selfish or something, or but I think it's about the teacher too. Because if the teacher is passionate about that subject, it will just show. You know, it will show. It, it will be infectious. It oh yeah, cont contagious, and then 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 it draws in the students, and they. I remember how many times I managed to infect. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like. <laughs> We are, we are talking about COVID here, but no. In a pandemic. My another <laughs> not the best another, way to say it. Exactly, exactly. I think that's why this vocabulary kind of pops in. But I got mind. it, I got it. <laughs> yeah, but I just wanted to talk about board games as well, because before I did the, uh, before I started sort of exploring this, this English through football, football idea, I, uh, I have always taught English using board games, yeah? And I ran board games clubs as well at the at all, pretty much all language schools I worked for. And there, I met over the years. I've met a lot of students who who might have not known about board games, and we may have heard about it, but didn't really imagine that they could learn through it. But then they really got into it because they saw that I I loved it, and they just joined the the club and they used the games in the class. And it was also a little bit different from anything else they had used before so this is always so so effective you know i think i really believe in this like anything it could be anything it doesn't have to be games or football or, or photography right it can be anything yeah. really could be could be yoga meditation yeah. or cats cats anything cats really. yeah absolutely yes i would have joined your uh, your um your club your board game clubs because I'm, I'm a big fan of board games myself mm -hmm. and it's a, it's a great uh it's great because it's very task-based yeah that's right so they have to accomplish you have to accomplish something through yeah. through the through, through the language that you use to mm -hmm. you know to do whatever you need to do in the game that's right, and they they used to love task task-based approach uh, at the delta celta and delta, delta course mm. They always they always showed us like images and videos of people using this method and yeah it was one of one of those go to methods task based mm. approach yeah so you're you're absolutely right that's exactly what it is and uh, what what did you uh, what's your favorite board game if I can if I can ask um you have, you have a well are you, I used to like deduction games a lot mm hmm. Um, often very heavy games, but then I think I have I went through some sort of phase when I realized it's it's better to play simpler games because mm. it's easier to get people into it because mm. it's sometimes it's hard to share that passion for for a very complicated game or complex game because then you have to do you have to sort of jump through a lot of hoops to to you know sort of explain those games to your students or people around you and it's much it's just much easier with simpler games because it's easier it's just easier to get you know so yeah any social deduction games these days i suppose you know like hidden role games stuff like that and it would also be games so i would always sort of like buy games uh, for for my club and for the school I worked for, buy games that I knew would promote communication because not all games are like that. Some games are like more thinky, where where you sort of have to think about your move on your turn. Like imagine chess, 
Yeah, that's a really mm. bad game for improving your English. <laughs> uh -huh. I, 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 I think I still think there could be a way to do it, but not during, not while you play the game, if you know what I mean. Mm, yeah, unless yeah. you ask them, unless you ask the the the, the you know the the people who are playing uh, to think aloud. Yeah. That would yeah. be. <laughs> I know, but, I know. That, but you, that, you can't, you know, you can't think I, I can think of ways to, Yeah, I can think of ways to do it, but I, what I would say is just, I, I was always looking for games that would, that, that would make that thing natural for, like, when you play the game, the natural thing in that game is for you to talk, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like Taboo, for example. Yeah, something like that, or, or Werewolf, or games like that. Hmm. No taboo. Yeah. Sorry, I think a taboo is the Italian version. I think it's called uh, charade. Can it be charades? Where you have uh, a word and you, and you have to describe the word without charades. saying. Isn't charades when you are sort of like acting out a story uh, or something, and then people have to guess what what you are showing? I think taboo is when you are guessing uh, the, you are guessing a word and then you cannot use. The other word, yeah. Some of the words, the, you, so you have you have a word on a card, and then you have to explain it to your team. But some words uh, are banned, so they are the taboo words which you cannot use to explain the word. Yeah. And then your team has to guess. Yeah. So there are board games actually based on these traditional classic games. Yeah, like taboo, and even charade. Mm -hmm. uh, there are board games based on this, which are amazing. Uh, mm. For example, a game trap word. Trap word is based on taboo, and it's such a good game. Trap word is it? Trap word or trap words? I trap don't... words. Sorry, trap words in plural. That's a brilliant game. If, if there are any teachers listening to this, and you are thinking of what game to get for your students, or even for your family, check out Trap Words. It's based on well, taboo. taboo. It's I'm a really gonna, good game. Gonna note it down because you know Christmas is coming, and that's what I do on <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. You know, I play I we play a lot of games in uh in my family. And that's mm -hmm. what Christmas is all about to me, playing board games, eating, drinking, yeah. um yeah. snow if we get some. Do you get snow in Italy? Yeah, a uh, couple of days a year and uh uh it snowed yesterday, yesterday and the day before yesterday. So, I think it's that's it. For, for this year. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, this is what makes, you know, it's white Christmas. When I was in Australia, I was so excited because I was going to have Christmas on the beach <laughs> and, uh, you know, the Christmas in a hot place. Yeah. And then when I got there, it was Christmas and I was, and I, I felt miserable because none <laughs> of my family was there. None of my friends was there. And yeah. there was, you know, it was hot. Yeah. There was no snow. No one to play board games with. And I, <laughs> I said, "This is, you know, this is the, the last time I'm having Christmas here." And the day, the um, the um, the year after, I went home. I went home for Christmas a month. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, a little digression here. Little side note. Christmas. Yeah. Mm. Why not? That's what that's what happens on this podcast here all the time. So it's absolutely fine. Listeners know this happens here. So, yeah, I, I also wanted to ask you about the Cambridge exams, FCE, CAE, CPE, because obviously 
there is a, the speaking part in which a cer certain section of the speaking part in which you have to sort of talk about images that the examiners show you. And this, this is often, uh, people often fear this, right? So I wonder if um, what you do, and the, the, there's a course that you offer on, on your website as well, this stolaroid.com website, um, if this could actually help people the storytelling and the describing photos thing, if it could help them with this part of the exam. Hmm. I've never thought about that, actually. Um, well, in the exam, they normally give you... I, th I know that in the FCE exam, because I, I took the, the Cambridge first in, uh, in London, when I was in London, and uh, they gave me two pictures, and I had to compare the yeah. two pictures. Yeah. Um, I don't do, I don't do picture description to be honest. So I don't, I never say, okay, this is a picture. Can you describe it? Or um, it's a good way, of course, it's a good way to learn vocabulary and all that stuff. But I don't do that. I have a course. I've I've got a language program which is coming up. I think next week because it's mm -hmm. it's a new thing that I'm working on. Um, based on the podcast, so based on my stories, yeah, right? So from episode seven to episode ten, uh, I've created this short language program um, where where students get the scripts, the audio scripts of the story, with yep. some language notes on the side. There are notes about vocabulary, about grammar. There are links to. Uh, video short video lessons from the BBC Learn in English or other websites, mm -hmm. and uh, and then there are two tasks: the writing task and the speaking task. So they have to they have to tell me their own story, yep. and I'll give them feedback. They record themselves and they they send me the story, and I give them feedback, right mm -hmm. in writing and speaking. Um, and as we said before, this I think it's a great way because they don't waste time learning words or grammar that they might never use you know yeah. why should you why should you learn a list of words for food for example i i remember when i was in italy when i was a student of english in italy i studied in school list of you know vocabulary yeah. for food for example and mm -hmm. then when i went to london i didn't i didn't i didn't remember those words because i no. never no. i never yeah. used them I never used them, there but then go. I started working for Preta Manger, and I had to know how to say cucumber, uh, tomato, uh, cabbage, and yeah. Yeah. you know olives, avocado, all those things. And that's when I needed the word. Exactly. So the, telling your own story is a great way because you you're going to need some words, and if you don't yeah. know them, yeah. you have to research them, and then you get the feedback from from the teacher, which who's in, in this case, it's me. But to answer your question, uh, it could be useful. Maybe I'm thinking of IELTS, IELTS speaking part two. I don't think you describe anything in IELTS though. I don't, I don't think there are any, any pictures, right? No, no, there are no pictures, but no. they ask you in, in, uh, in speaking part two, they ask you to tell, they ask you to speak for two minutes, right? Yeah. You get some cues. You get like one minute to think yeah, about. Yeah, and I th 
Yes. So in one minute, they give you time to prepare. They give you a card mm-hmm. with, uh, with some indicate with some cues. Is that the word? Yeah. A cue card. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's when you can tell a story, probably. You can tell a mm-hmm. story in, in speaking part two. So you yep. could say, for example, what's, if they give you a card about a restaurant, you, the best restaurant you've been to. Uh, say why the restaurant was a good one, what did you eat, and uh, what did you like about it. I don't know. I think there you can tell a story about a time when you went to a great restaurant. I so suppose probably, when it comes to, mm, Sorry, go on. Uh, no, um, so I'm thinking in terms of how can Solaroid help you with, my, with, with um, exams? Probably I'll speak in part two in Cambridge, Cambridge Advanced. Mm-hmm. What, what's the task there? I can't remember. Uh, For, part two? Uh, so, sorry, which, which, which one? Which exam? Uh, Cambridge, um, CAE. CAE. Well, yeah. well I, I, think, I think the main difference, I think it's very similar to IELTS, but the main difference is that, that picture. But by the way, it's a myth that you have to describe the picture. They are not asking you to describe the picture. They are asking you to talk about the pictures, which means um, you use the images to come up with sort of ideas behind it. Yeah, It's not like... Do you know what I mean? It's not like you mm. are supposed to describe what you see. No, that's not it. Like a lot of people make this mistake of start starting to just say what they see in the picture. Like there is uh, there is a tree in the top right corner, and then there is uh, <laughs> I don't know the beach in the in the background, stuff like that. And that's not what that's not what they want you to do because there's there's always something more they, they want you to explore some kind of more generic topic or something yeah I know, for, I, I, for example how people spend their holidays or something yeah in this case yeah i remember uh when i took the fc uh, the picture was um people a marathon there was a marathon and then uh, two people playing chess Yep. So they asked me to describe, not to describe, they asked me how these two pictures uh, differ. So mm-hmm. what's the difference between, you know, and so I remember that I said um, in the first picture you need to maybe be more prepared. You have to go through some, you have to do some training. It's a more physical activity, something like that, whereas chess is da-da-da. Uh, this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Can you see a connection with with Polaroid and pictures, I, or I, I can, but I wonder if if uh, if there might be one little difference that when it comes to the way you probably design your course. You you people have time to prepare the stories. Yeah. Am, am, oh, I, yeah, right in yeah. Thinking, am I right in thinking that? Whereas when oh, it yes. comes to the whereas when it comes to the exam, uh, while you can prepare a little bit. You never know what they are going to ask you. So I think what really counts during those exams is your ability to think on your toes, you know, and to, yeah. to, to be like, 
uh, responsive and to be able to improvise, which is something I do quite a bit, actually, with the, with my way of teaching English, with the dogme method I use. You might have seen oh. some of my YouTube lives, so I'm, I, I, I'm quite... I'm quite into this idea, but I also see a lot of value in preparing a story the way the way you do it. So I, I'm sure I'm sure this can help you a lot as well because I think it first of all it can give you a lot of confidence because there are a lot of learners who who just can't imagine telling a story because it's just a daunting mm. daunting prospect for them. You know, it's just something that. They think they can't do, but anyone can do it. You just have to take baby steps, you know, and structure it, and and um, you know, you, you you can teach them the language. You 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 tell them like what a, I, I suppose you tell them what a good story, how a good story is told. You know, like it has to have yeah. some sort of beginning <laughs> beginning or or setting the scene kind of phase, right? Yeah, and you teach them the language. It's about pronunciation as well, right? Because you have to tell it in an engaging way. You have to use the intonation in, in the correct way. So I can see a lot of value in, in this way of doing things as well. Yeah, there's, there's a bit of everything, really, when you're telling a story. You're using, and, and if you're preparing the story as well, you, you also have to, um, you know, you have to look up words in a dictionary because yeah. if you need, yeah. you, maybe you know, the the word in your language but you don't know it in in english so you have to then go and find that how to say that or also write in it you can also write the story mm -hmm. and uh you know you have to make sentences to tell a yeah. story and Which if you want to yeah if, oh, if you then want to if, if you then want to um improve your fluency this is what i always say if you want to improve your fluency you can tell the story many times so you tell yeah. a story the first time then another time then another time until you feel confident and then okay now i'm ready now i feel confident i'm going to record myself and i'm going to send it to 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 fabio to me okay i'm going to send it to the teacher and this is the best version so Get it right first, and then and then send it. And when you mentioned dogma, I'm I'm very um, I'm a fan of dogma as well. I actually took the course with with Thombry, uh, in. Oh really? Wow! Last, he's yeah, the guy. Last, he's the guy yeah. who came up came up with the method, Scott Thornbury. Wow! Is uh, yeah, he's he's great. He's great. Um, and um, I think this is a very dogmatic. <laughs> kind of dogma, dogma, ELT approach. So you work with the, with the language that the student, the student needs yeah. to do something, which is tell a story. And then they can publish their story if they want. They can publish their story on Medium. Medium, I don't know if you're familiar with Medium. No. Uh, Medium is, is uh, basically, it's um, an international online magazine on which anyone can can write you know you can yeah. start your own profile and you can start writing and i have a space there where i publish my own little stories which mm -hmm. are basically the stories that i write on instagram so i yeah. i post them on both uh platforms and uh students can write for an audience so they can say, okay, this is my story. 
now it's you know it's correct it's uh it's it's ready for publication and they can publish it so other people can read it if they want to if they want to <clears throat> yeah oh i need a glass of water just give me a <laughs> fantastic no actually i thought i thought we might we might actually draw this episode to a close i mean it's been one hour we, we have talked about a lot about different ways you can learn english i think this is very useful for english learners and as you can see listeners there are a lot of different approaches and they all have their own merits they all have their own advantages and um, i suppose you just have to find what suits you the best and once yeah. again once again you should ch check out fabio's work stolaroid.com that's where you will also find the podcast stolaroid stories which i think is a really really good podcast and i also like just to go back to your podcast i i think it's kind of suitable for for b1 level learners as well and then there are not that many podcasts out there that b1 level learners might might um, listen to and that would be sort of engaging I, what i find is that often podcasts for lower level students are a little bit patronizing you know because the, huh. the 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 people who record them they slow down their speech too much and hmm. sort of make you feel like you are i don't want to say an idiot or something but yeah uh, yeah <laughs> i feel like you are somewhere in the middle you, your 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 speech is very clear you it's it's not too fast but at the same time it's not too slow so i think i think this 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 might work with B1 level learners. It will definitely work with B2C1s, yeah? But you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, yeah, B1C1, it's actually the range that I, that I had mm. in mind. So yeah. Yeah, I, it's, I, tell I tell stories um, as if I, would, I, I was speaking to a friend. You know, it's not, um, it's not that I'm slowing down. And I, can, I can't even, you know, speak very fast because generally in general mm -hmm. even in italian i i don't really yeah i'm not uh i actually hesitate a lot in italian as well when i have to say something to my girlfriend she looks at me and says come on get, 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 <laughs> spit get it out point. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so i see yeah okay. so so the, i think it's it's very let's say learn it's a it's a very learner friendly podcast so thank you, Fabio, thank is, you, is there, Zenek. Yeah, you're very welcome. You, you've been a, a brilliant guest. And is there anything you would like to say uh, um, at, the end, at the end of the show? At, at the end of the show, thank you for listening. Thank you, Zenek, for having me. Um, I, I felt really this is actually the first time that I've been um, a guest on a podcast. So I will really for sure. I will remember. I will remember. Um, this, you know, this day, and it's actually maybe a, a moment worth of a story, the time when I went online for an <laughs> audience as a guest. <laughs> so thank you for, for giving me this opportunity. And um, if you're learning English, just just believe, believe you can, because uh, I've, I've learned it, you know, so, and I have no magic or, or special powers you and i actually you may you might say you know oh but you lived in australia you lived in new zealand in london 
Okay, but I know people, I know a teacher who, um, who, who is an English teacher and she's never been abroad. And her mm -hmm. English, like, it's better than, than, than a native speaker English, really. Yep, I'm not surprised. So, so you know. There you uh, go. Yeah, so just believe, believe you can. That's, that's the, uh, and take pictures. That's the, the <laughs> message. Exactly. Wonderful. I think you are an inspiration to all learners, but also English teachers. And thank you very much for being here, Fabio. And I also want to thank our audience who have been listening live here and whoever is listening to this uh, when this episode gets published as well. Thank you very much, guys. Thank and you. Until next time. Bye. Take All care, right. Fabio. Bye -bye. Thank you, Bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Zdenex English Podcast. If you are Zdenex English Podcast patron, I've got some good news for you. A mini lesson review that focuses on the target language from this episode is arriving right after this. To become Zdenex English Podcast patron, go to teachersdenek.com zap section and click become patron.